Welcome, welcome to Mozzie and the Muscle, our show about all things football and, well, maybe just a few things outside of that. We are not reporters, we are not journalists, but damn it, we do love to talk about it. Welcome into Fantasy Football with Mozzie and the Muscle. I'm the Muscle, joined by my co-host, whose jets are fueling up. Mozzie. Yeah, that jet fuel, just getting getting all all filled up. Can okay. can it melt dolphins? I don't know. <laughs> I don't. Jet fuel can't melt steel dolphins. <laughs> that'll that'll be a fun one to go over. Yeah, that's that one might that one's pretty injury riddled and might end up possibly. Uh, weathery too. We've got a lot of games that fit that bill of injury and or weather riddled here this week. So um, we can go ahead and dive into this here, kicking off our uh, Sunday 1 p.m. games. We've got Chicago at Cleveland here. Um, I'm waiting until we've got some more confirmation on on these injuries because uh, Cleveland's got a lot of questionables with uh, Ward, Walker, and Elliott um, questionable. Technically, Juan, Juan Thornhill is also questionable, but he hasn't practiced and they've elevated a safety, so I don't think he goes, but there's there's a lot of big ones. And for Chicago, the main thing is um, like Noah Sewell's out at linebacker, then Jaquan Brisker's questionable. And uh, DJ Moore, I think. Um, I I think he's questionable, but I don't know if it was enough for me to like worry about him possibly missing. I, yeah, I think he'll go, but it is something just to keep an eye on. Yeah, he so he, he got a full in on Friday and limited Thursday. That, yeah. So he's still questionable, but I'll, I'll pretty much kind of... I usually like to gauge off of just practice participation at a certain point. We'll give him more of the probable. <laughs> yeah, he's more likely than not to play. Um, but yeah, that's going to be a gross game. That's supposed to be, what, like, so, rainy and shitty? So this one, like, um, so for 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 weather stuff, there's, there's two parts to it. One, like, you have to like kind of like prep it, and then like check again at game time, of course, just because shit can change. But um, I use I use Roto Grinders. They have like a NFL weather page. It's pretty solid. The guy oh. who does it, uh, Kevin Roth, he does a lot of baseball weather stuff. So he's pretty reliable at sports weather stuff. Um, he kind of goes into detail on like what they're expecting and why. So Chicago, Cleveland. It's it's looking rainy and probably a soggy field and so, sort of windy, so it's not going to be great. It's going to be a little gross, but I'll, it's not going to be terrible. Like I don't think it's going to be much worse than that uh, Philly Buffalo game was. Yeah, I don't think it'll be that bad. Um, so but gross, I, but not good. The thing is, is I think uh, both quarterbacks here are prone to fumbling, and if you add the rain in, I think this could be kind of a muddy, funny mess. <laughs> of Flacco and Fields both fumbling. Fields oh, has a propensity me... to fumble, but so does Flacco. I think people forget that because um, he he hasn't played in a few a yeah. while. But <laughs> yeah, he's not great with the ball security either. <laughs> yeah, I, I always think of that uh, that really really wet game the Bears played, and their celebration was like slight slip and sliding across the field. Was that the Trey Lance game? The like the I one think game so. we got Trey Lance in. Yeah, one of his like half games. Oh, so. So yeah, I'm kind of on the running backs for this game. Chicago has improved their defense, but 
I mean, Flacco loves dumping off to Dumpy. That is yeah, Jerome I, Ford. Yeah, I like Ford a lot here. I think, well, I mean, obviously the matchup with Chicago on the pass catching running backs is still pretty nice. It hasn't been as great the last two weeks. Um, the one with the Gibbs one is a little weird because um, he's usually money for receptions. But the previous week, it just, it was, um, I think it was Minnesota. And I, they don't really, they're kind of hit and miss on their end of the running backs. But Ford gets a lot of receptions with Flacco anyway. So I'm, I'm pretty about him in this matchup. Yeah. Well, the Vikings also, you know, had Madison, who <laughs> likes to not catch his... Butterfingers. Uh, yeah, his Yeah, we, uh, we're recording at, at like 5 on uh, on Saturday here on the 16th, and we just saw Ty Chandler pop off for 100-plus. So. Fucking finally. I've <laughs> been waiting years to see him yeah. get a solo game. Waiting so long for that. Um, <laughs> that. That was a good game, so hopefully the rest of them live up to a bit. The Steelers just scored, it looks like. Oh. Um, let's see... Trubisky rushing touchdown. Oh, gross. <laughs> Mitch Mitch Turbitsky. <laughs> um, I also this is this is gonna kind of be weather risk dependent. It's a great matchup for Amari Cooper. Yeah, like, unless it's horrible weather, I think he is in a really good spot. Yeah, I know one thing you mentioned though was Flacco, <laughs> just it being Flacco. Yeah. I mean, he loves to arm punt it. If Amari Cooper gets half of those, he'll be fine. Yeah, he he's the like exact prototype to just absolutely demolish this quarter's coverage that they do. So, yeah. I, I was like looking looking through the type of guys who have like beat Chicago to, like Josh Reynolds, Amon Ra, uh, Thielen, Olave, Keenan, Jacoby. There's some slot in there, but they're all, mm-hmm. they're all like big body. So, like, yeah. b- big body good at catch point for the most part. And, like, a lot, I think Olave and Amari are actually, like, fairly similar receivers. So, yeah, just younger. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think, I think, um, Amari's a little better at the catch point, but they're both really good. He's a little runners. thicker and I think has yeah. better at the contested, whereas I think Olave's a little more sprightly. He's a little, yeah, a little more, a little more buttery. buttery. Yeah. But, um, Chicago side, though. You mentioned you mentioned their running backs in this game. Are you relying on any particular Chicago running back, or is it just like group effort will be good? Yeah, I think it's more group effort. And one thing I was curious about was how the Browns have done against rushing quarterbacks. Because if it's rainy, I wouldn't be surprised at all if Fields just you know does his own running for a lot of it. Um, yeah, there's. I mean, he does a lot of his own running of, anyway. <laughs> yeah, there's not a whole lot of data on Browns versus mobile uh, quarterbacks. They have the Ravens. Yeah, so well, Lamar <laughs> Lamar got nine for twenty-seven and eight for forty-one. So I mean, that's pretty decent holding him in check. Yeah, but I I will I will say like I think injuries could play a large part in this because like if Walker and Elliott and Thornhill are all out. That's huge blows to the defense. Like this is a game where I'm really relying on injury news to kind of guide me, and like I I haven't picked yet because I'm waiting on that still. Yeah, um, I think that's fair. Yeah, and then for context, this game's 37 and a half total. Um, Browns favored by three. Yeah, at the moment so. I am leaning Chicago because of a lot of those injuries and uh, just the way the Bears have started to look. They've at least improved defensively. Um, their offense is still fine i mean fields is really good at getting first downs with his legs so yeah there's the chains going 
Yeah, they're 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 a little volatile. I, I do want to mention I like I like uh, Cole Komet a lot. If we do have Thornhill out, um, I mean we their middle of the field is has been susceptible. But we saw like when Thornhill was out last week, Evan Ingram just like demolished them. So yeah, I, I think I think we could see that kind of continue with Komet there. Well, I think they're, they they're also, kind of similar archetype. They do more of like a man coverage, right? In Cleveland, um, I'm assuming. Let me double check here. They, they, might, they might have been split up a lot lately because they, they've been missing um, corners a lot too. So on the year, I think they're kind of zone heavy. Um, I see on the year they're they're on a fair amount of man. So let, let me check like the last I'll say like four weeks or so. And yeah, they've been a little more zone heavy the last few weeks. It makes um, sense with Ward being out and Delta. Yeah. Uh, so like, I, I mean, and that makes sense. Like I think a lot of times you see teams go more zone heavy when guys are out. So. I think it'll kind of depend on that. So, like, if we are still missing Ward and everything, then they might, you know, stay a little more zone-heavy. Yeah, I mean, I like Komet, but if they are missing Ward, I also think that bodes well for more as well. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's a potential big boost for the Chicago offense here, like, with all these guys questionable. Yeah. But I think both defenses might be fine. Yeah, like, given the weather and... The quarterbacks, like, yeah, <laughs> I think I think it's fair on both ends with that. <laughs> but anyone else here before we jump to our next one? Nah. All right, we've got, that. yeah, we've got Kansas City and New England next. Uh, Thirty-seven half point total. Uh, Kansas City favored by eight on the road. That dropped a bit. Um, they were favored by nine and a half, so it is down to eight. Yeah, I uh, I am staying really far away from this game. I do think Kansas City wins, but I think this game is d- just disgusting. Like uh, overall, can- <laughs> yeah, overall. Like this to me, is, like I don't know. I feel like this is kind of a like a twenty to six kind of game. Like I don't think New England does much offensively, and I don't really think Kansas City does a whole lot offensively either. But they they do enough. It's tough because there might be twenty five mile an hour wins, is what I was seeing. And if that's the case, then you don't even want your kickers to go, like, unless you're at, like, the 30. Yeah, so with, with this one, it's looking like the rain will hold off until um, after the game. And then win-wise, it's got to be sustained around 10 with some with some gust of 15 to 20. So it'll be windy, but not... 15 to 20 no. is better than 25. Yeah, like, once you get over 20, and, like, and if you get to 30, that's where it really gets bad. But So it, it's not, like, it's not it shouldn't be too bad. Um, but again, that's always got to check the, the the game time there. Yeah, um, to me that helps because now I can say Butker is my uh, banger. Yeah, yeah, he should be solid as long as the weather's all good. <laughs> um, I like the KCD too, kind of in that vein. Mm-hmm. I, I think our I think last week was a bit of an aberration or a- apparition. Yeah, so. aberration, aberration. There we go. I'm like apparition. Wait, no, aberration. There we go. I mixed my words up. So yeah, I don't think Zappy's gonna continue being that good, especially with the. If Trent Brown's out, that'll hurt. Um, and, and along with him, Ramondre's out. Um, that Barmore and Trent Brown didn't practice Friday, and they're questionable. Trent Brown is one of the few linemen who I think is like a little more, I'll say like finicky. I don't know. Like he's they, they've maintained his injuries a bit more gingerly than a lot of the other linemen you'll see. So I, I think he's one to keep an eye on for sure. And then they've got Demario Douglas back. And then for Kansas City, Pacheco's out, and then Donovan Smith's out. Um, the Pacheco thing kind of brings me to our, our McKinnon and Clyde debate uh, that we that we were on the correct side of last week uh, with with McKinnon. 
I don't really want either of them this week, I'll be honest. I still like McKinnon more than Clyde in general, but I I don't really want either of them. Yeah, like, Clyde's going to probably do the Zeke thing and just kind of bull rush forward, and he might fall in the end zone, but McKinnon's going to get a lot more of the receiving yardage. Yeah, um, New England's run defense has been really good this year. Yeah. Like, that's been the one thing they haven't sucked shit at, is run defense. Um, obviously, Barmore would affect that a bit, but, I mean, like what, what, when the run defense is good, I'm going to prefer McKinnon just in that vein. But yeah. Justin Watson's actually my favorite chief here. Um, he's going to be the main outside receiver getting a lot of man coverage from J.C. Jackson. Mm. So, I mean, that's that's <laughs> that's a beatable matchup, so... And he, he's he's super cheap, so I think if you're looking in the discount area, um, he's probably my favorite like cheapo this week that I that I found. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't. I like the the idea. I just I, I don't want this game. <laughs> There's a reason this was pulled out of prime time. Thankfully. Oh gosh, yeah, I forgot that the Patriots are so gross that they pulled the Chiefs out of prime time. Yeah, isn't that great? That is really funny, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Um, yeah, let me. I'll pull up the Chiefs' uh, snap counts on the receivers too, because the one one thing I noticed was I think we're gonna see Kadarius Tony getting more snaps as they ramp to the playoffs, because um, he got up to forty four percent last week. Um, Rasheed Rice got eighty five, and then Watson got fifty five. Sky and MVS only got thirty three or sorry thirty five and thirty three, so they barely played. Um, they're, they're pretty much kicking awful. into, yeah. <laughs> like we've now gotten into like the oh shit, we can't keep fucking around with these guys who suck. Um, yeah, and I think Tony kind of almost falls in the McKinnon bucket of where like they are pretty much saying like we have to manage these guys until the end of the year in the playoffs. Yeah, because like obviously Tony's a knucklehead. But he's like he and Rice are their best receivers. Yeah, like as 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 much bad he's a good out of Tony. Like you might get some pretty good out of him. So um, I'm curious about what you think about Kelsey this week. I this is definitely a Belichick will try to scheme Kelsey out of it. Yeah, that's kind of where I was to? at. Like <laughs> he's. He's like the one obvious guy you try to just take out, right? Like, right. Uh, it's tough because it's Kelsey and he's good, and New England hasn't really been a stout defense aside from run like the rush defense. But right. I'm just thinking like path of least resistance and trying to like get in Bill's head, which I don't know if I want to ever try to really get in his head per se. <laughs> but conventional wisdom would say he's gonna try to just blanket Kelsey. Yeah, and so from that I'm fine just. You know, saying maybe the receivers get a little more this week. Yeah, I'm cool trying to take on J.C. Jackson <laughs> with that. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, this but, is a gross one. Yeah, it's not that great, really, unfortunately, for for a Chiefs game. But uh, next up, we've got your Jets at the Dolphins. Um, as far as current total, thirty six and a half only in a Dolphins game is pretty low. Yeah. They are favored by nine currently. I really want to take the Jets here um, for a couple reasons. The Dolphins just lost their center. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Connor Williams. He's on IR now. Yeah, and then Hunt, Hunt's out too at guard. Right. 
So I do think the Jets are going to get pressure on Tua. The big thing is obviously if Tyreek is playing or not. I think last week showed pretty handily how important he is to their offense. Uh, Oh, gosh, yeah. That was his MVP case. Yeah. If he's out, I actually think I might take the Jets here. And that's not because I think the Jets' offense is going to do super well. I just think they're going to keep the game close, which is what they need. Yeah, like I I don't think Reek's going to play. That's kind of my guess here. It's Reek. I just don't – I can't write him off. He he has not practiced this week, but it – for me, it like it's reek. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 really a tough call. Like, I'm curious what they do because like I'm looking forward and they've got like three. They've got the Cowboys, Ravens, and Bills the next three games. Yeah. So like, I like and not not because like if he sits this game, it's not a gimme by any means. But I think they I think just from like a season long standpoint, they may go, hey, like let's be cautious and like and especially because McDaniel has been pretty cautious this year with guys. So, that's part of my lean on that, too. Yeah. It's like, hey, let's be cautious, not rush it. We want you, you know, after this game, too. I mean, they really should rest him, and that's not just me as a Jets fan. Like, they should rest him because they need him. They're going to have – their, like, end-of-year stretch is really tough. You don't want to go into Baltimore without Tyreek Hill. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially, like, that last game between them last year was nuts. Yeah, I know, right? I love that game. The uh, the Steelers scored again. They got a blocked punt, got to the Indy one, and then Deontay scored. Deontay, oh yeah, he need he needs Mitch out there, man. That's right. <laughs> yeah, we almost we almost got a Steelers defensive tutty there. So close. Hmm. Um, I think Miami really needs uh, a Chan to be in in this game. Hmm. I feel like he's gonna be someone they need to kind of dice through the defense of uh, of the Jets a bit here. I agree with that. Um, this game, weather-wise, it's going to be on the windy side, um, kind of 15 to 20 with some gusts up to 30. Ooh. Um, so that's kind of worth mentioning, too. Uh, but, yeah, like this game I'm not really that excited about. The main thing is, like, Miami should be able to run decently just because if this game's low, gross, there'll be a lot of rush attempts. Their run game is really good with the scheme, so if they've got... Oh, yeah. A-Chan and Moster in, like, they should be able to handle business, but it's not going to be an easy game. No, and the fact that there's it's going to be windy means field goals won't be easy either, which I think hurts the Jets more, because Wareland <laughs> is kind of their best offensive weapon. Um, but, but one um, thing that is important is this time around, the Jets do have Michael Carter II, who has yes. been their slot nickel guy. So if Reek is out, um, I don't know, man. That's kind of big. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a really tough time for Miami if if he's out, just because we saw how limited they got last week. And yeah, like the the Jets' defense is more talented than the Titans' defense. Like, so yeah. Um, injury wise, though, we mentioned some of them. We've also I don't think um Holland's gonna play. It sounded like he was kind of a long shot based on how I was reading into it. Um, I mentioned Hunt and Elliott, and then on the Jets' side, it looks like Max, Max Mitchell's gonna be out, and Carter Warren will be out as well. And then uh, McDonald's questionable, and Jason Brownlee will be out. He hasn't been playing a ton, I think, but their receiver room has been kind of garbage outside of uh, oh yeah. outside I of mean, Wilson. So they've been rotating guys. Xavier Gibson has kind of stepped in. I mean, Randall Cobb got some playing time last week. So oh my god, I know, <laughs> absurd. 
I wonder I wonder how happy Rogers was when he scored. Oh, I bet he cried. <laughs> oh man. Um I'm also fine with either defense here to be honest. Yeah, I I, I think so too. Like with all the injuries to Miami's O-line, like I think the Jets could get some good opportunities here. It makes sense. And vice versa. <laughs> you got the environmental conditions and then injuries. That's going to be a lot of the <laughs> a lot of the theme for this week. Yeah, there are a lot of injuries, a lot of line injuries too. Like that's going to really bog things down. Like th- that's one thing I think we to, I'm going to toot our horn a bit. I think that we cover and bring more is like actually evaluating the non fantasy relevant like like the non-fantasy player injuries basically like a lot of podcasts i don't hear digging into o-line play talking about like which safeties are out and you know what like all the corners who are gonna be you know on who and in zone all the time i think the main thing like what we bring is like the o-line stuff just because that's such a big part of the game yeah yeah like I, I don't. It made me remember that the Dolphins just signed Melvin Ingram. I don't know if he's going to play this week, <laughs> but they did just bring him in because they lost Jalen Phillips and uh, Jerome yeah. Baker. Baker was profiled more as like your standard linebacker, but Phillips was getting after the quarterback. So even if it's just some depth at pass rush, that is useful. Yeah. So I think it's going to be kind of an icky game with yeah. both teams missing multiple linemen. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> that's, ne- that's never fun to, to deal with. But next up, we've got uh, the Giants at New Orleans. This is a tough one. I'm pretty much waiting on Olave News to pick this because if he's out, I think I'm going Giants. Yeah, and I'm in the same boat. I was originally taking the Saints just because kind of figured in New Orleans as opposed to in New York. That's kind of a big change uh, for Tommy DeVito. But uh, this is... Without Olave and with Ram check out, the Giants defense has been improving. Um, and New Orleans offense is just so incompetent that it really is. it's really so bad. Yeah, so um yeah, injury wise, like that's kind of a important part game important part of this game. So Olave, he I think they mentioned he's a game time decision, he's pretty questionable. Ram checks out, uh Kendra Miller and Foskey are out, and then it looks like they'll have Shahid and Taysom back, so that's at least a plus on getting some guys back. And then for the Giants, Evan, Evan Neal's doubtful. Um, it looks like Waller will be back, and then uh, Lawrence and uh, Justin Pugh are questionable. Um, I think Lawrence is a pretty important one because we're looking at the Saints O-line being banged up. And th- they're one that, like, we've, we've talked about this a lot. They need to stay healthy yeah, uh, throughout the year just because – Behind Ramchek is Landon Young and Trevor Penning as the tackles. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> it's, that's not, like, a great thing to have. Like, the Giants, best part of their defense by far is that that front. So, if Kayvon Thibodeau is just, and, you know, and Okariki and Ojolari are just teeing off on a backup tackle, like, it's going to get bad quickly. Yeah. Car there. And I do think Dexter Lawrence probably plays because he yeah. – just came back last week and played the game, the whole game. Gotcha. So I think he was just chilling. Probably. Like, <laughs> especially <laughs> at this point with the Giants, like, you know, the guys want to play, but they're not really going anywhere. So. Hey, they could still make the playoffs the way the NFC is going. They do have to win they out. Can. But... <laughs> Technically, they can. <laughs> they could win out. It'd be tough. But, um, yeah, also, one thing I found was funny, their slot corner is flat. So they got flat in the slot doing a lot. 
found that enjoyable. He's pretty good too. Um, as far as fantasy wise in this game, the only thing that was really standing out to me was Wandale. He, he was really good last week, um, actually, and then he he's the slot guy. The path of least resistance by far in the Saints secondary is against the slot. Yep. So, yeah, Wandale looked like their best player last week. Like, yeah. At least that receiver. And, like, he is good. Like, I think that's something kind of to bring back up was he was balling before he got hurt um, partway through, you know, 2022 and then had pretty much his best game this past week. So, yeah, hopefully he can continue that. Yeah, he was really – because, you know, the Packers, it's just like – you know, outside perimeter defense, and mm-hmm. then you've got that interior that's the sweet spot. And I think the Saints are in a similar sort of boat. Yeah, because they've, they've got those guys outside with um, Yadam and Adibo, yeah. And Lattimore, he's all be. Alante Taylor in the slots definitely did the weaker point there. Yeah. But was there is there anyone else in this game you're really feeling like it's kind of tough? Do you like, I mean, if Waller plays, I don't hate him. Um, I'm going to be honest. This is one of those things where his first game back, I'm not going to go there. I'm not either, but it wouldn't surprise me with all this over the middle kind of stuff that he does okay. Um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm not going to play him in anything, but definitely someone to remember is like, he's back now. Yeah, basically what I want to see is I want to see him look spry and not get hurt again. Yeah, that'd be great. Because... Like, cause he, cause I'm pretty sure he came back a little too soon, and hurt himself. So, initially, that, he did the, he yeah. did the Keenan basically. Yeah. I'll double check because I because I've got him in a dynasty league. Yeah, and he uh, yeah he played and then was questionable and then and that Jets game got hurt like really early. I mean, he was doing well this year, so I, I have no clue how he and Devita are going to connect. But I mean, the, the matchups coming up like New Orleans, Philly, the Rams, like that's especially Philly, like that's a good tight end one if he. As long as he makes it through this game, I'm feeling pretty good. Hey, it's Tommy DeVito. He's going to yeah, get it wanna... where he needs to go. Let me see how much he costs, though, because, like, ev- everything's got a price. Yeah. <laughs> All right. On DK's 4-4, it's pretty cheap. What about FanDuel? Let me check that. On FanDuel, oh, gosh, it takes a while to put the nav. I'm going to have to hit back so many times I should have just hit home. Um, <laughs> okay, on FanDuel, he is 5-5. So he's pretty cheap on both sites. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's not a great tight end week. No, I think a lot of the good tight end matchups were, like, today. Yeah, because, like, at least you got paper. Kelsey, but we, we've talked about him already. Kittle's in a fine matchup, but I don't know how much he'll need them. Like, McBride might be my might be the best option. Right. We've mentioned Komet. I like Kincaid, so I'm looking to him. But, like, there's not, I feel like there's not a ton of opportunity cost on this, on this Sunday slate, so... The Jets Dolphins would be one of the best if either team had like a tight end <laughs> a t- one. <Yeah. laughs> oh my gosh, they just don't, man. It's brutal. <laughs> All right, yeah. Zach Moss scored. He uh, caught a touchdown. Wow. Well done, Zach. Dude, Moss. fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Zach Moss is like been killing me this year just across the board i hate that fucker <laughs> i really didn't want him in any lineup this week yeah he's uh he, i mean he was chalk against the steelers i'm like i'm gonna not yeah i mean he hasn't done anything aside from that touchdown so he could still kind of keep pooping it um michael Pittman's balling of course of course so <laughs> Minshew, Minshew loves, loves that man he loves yeah. him so much 
Yeah, tight ends have been crushing the Saints back to this, though. Like, Laporta went ham, Hawk went ham, Komet went ham. So, hmm. <clears throat> hmm. I might, <laughs> I'll think about it. It's it's in consideration. If you think Waller is good to go, then it is a good matchup. It's just, he's just coming back, so who yeah, knows if how, he, what his snap count is even. If he had gotten full practices in, I'd be more excited, but he, like, he got limiteds in. So I'm not I'm not as gung ho. I'm gonna say because of that, like I need him like obviously full go before I can really dive in. Yeah, but if you've got huge balls, or like <laughs> if I, if I were like if I played 150 max, and I'm guessing Darren Waller is gonna be like barely used, then like I would definitely be like, hey, like I'll you know use some Darren Waller here. If he's two percent, I'll get you know seven or eight percent. Yeah, but anyway, um. Next up, we've got Tampa Bay at Green Bay. Um, there's a lot of injuries here. Oh, my gosh. Um, so, as far as the outs, we know Carlton Davis, Will Golston, and uh, Evan Neal are out. Or wait, is it Evan Neal or Ryan Neal? A lot of Neals here. Um, this is Keanu Neal, isn't it? Oh, no, Ryan Neal, sorry. Ryan, yeah, Ryan, Ryan, Neal. Ryan Neal, I mean to say, yeah. Ryan, I need to make sure I write full names sometimes. So, yeah, their, their safety, Ryan Neal, is out. And then... Um, Vitave is questionable. He was doubtful, but they upgraded him to questionable, so he could actually play. Um, questionables, we have Godwin, Dean, Devin White. Um, the latter three got fulls on Friday. Godwin, I think they mentioned it was a game time decision, but I think he's going to go. He's also been like, questionable, like, all year. Yeah, I think he's just kind of, like, very banged up. Yeah. I think his, like, I think his wife came out and said something on social media about him being really banged up, but... Yeah, um, Green Bay. So we got a kind of a long list here. We know we know that Watson's out. And then questionables. We've got uh, Jair, Aaron Jones, Clay Walker, AJ Dillon, Dontavian Wicks, and Darnell Savage and Stokes. I think Savage is going to sit. I, I think it was either the the rhetoric or the practicing that maybe think he's going to sit. And I just saw something come through on Stokes a bit ago. Um, that I think it seemed like he was going to play. But I'll, I'll I'll dig for that one specifically, and then yeah yeah there's just there's a lot of injuries in this game. It's pretty rough. Dude, Jair's driving me crazy this year. He has been he's been questionable. I think every single week of the season. It's yeah, he's having a <laughs> he's having a bad time. It's like is this a good wide receiver matchup or not? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because like if he's out, Mike Evans. Can can say hello here. Yeah, <laughs> um, exactly. So they they activated Eric Stokes from from IR, so it looks like he should be back. Okay. Because I think he'd been designated to return for a while. Stokes but, is um, at least good. Yes, yeah, so that that'll help them for sure. Um, I I want to mention. So in this game, I do like Dobbs a lot here. Yeah. Um, Tampa's been super zone heavy, especially with all the injuries. Um, and then and then is it wait is it Dobbs or Dobbs? It's Dobbs, right? Yeah. He's Dobbs. um. He's been crushing zone, so that makes sense. So yeah, that's that's more that's more of where I'm at within this game. I do still like Jaden Reed, but I, I like I like the I like the zone heavy matchup for Dobbs here, and Love likes him, so yeah, and he's good. <laughs> yeah, because la- last week when Jaden Reed did super well, he got a ton of design touches, and they needed that a little more. I think here they won't like need to do that as much. I think the guys will just be open. Yeah, the, <laughs> I I agree with that. Dobbs is one of my guys for this week for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I like the tight ends in this one as well. Yeah, I'm on board with both. 
Yeah. We got both Cade Otten and uh, Tucker Craft, I think, are both in solid matchups. Especially if, even if it's just Stokes and not Jair, Stokes is also a decent matchup for Evans. He's not nearly as good as Jair, but yeah, that's that also helps. I think Stokes is like six feet tall as well. Uh, I can I can check that real quick. He is yeah six six feet one ninety five. Yeah. So, so yeah, big big sizes match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I also like tight ends against Green Bay because they don't defend the middle of the field, especially with Darnell Savage out. Um, and their strong safety game is horrible. So, yeah. And then I see you wrote in Rashad White here. Do you like him more for PPR or running or both? It's it's a little bit of both, which is kind of gross. It's more PPR, but he also has a fairly like favorable rushing matchup as yeah. well. So, I mean, yeah, good spot for him. The, only, the issue for me with him this week is just price. Like, I think I, I agree the matchup's good. He's just, he's 7K on DK this week. E, that's and, like, lot. I'm looking through, and, you know, Kyron's only 7.5, and then Henry is 6.9, Bijan 6.8, Pollard 6.7. I'm like, they're just guys <laughs> around him I'd rather go to. Yeah. Because, like, he's he's been good. Like, I think he's one of, like, I think he's, like, a probably a top 10, maybe even higher running back on the year, I guess. <laughs> like in full PBR, he might be top five. Shit. Yeah, I mean he's just a reception machine. Let me see. Um, yeah, he is number four in PPR actually this year. Wow, it's insane how far ahead McCaffrey is of everybody else at running back. It's insane. Oh, oh, oh I know. he's like eighty ahead, or like seventy ahead of Mostert. <laughs> <laughs> With Mostert being RB two is hilarious. That just that's hey, just that funny. Miami run game, man. Yeah, it's nuts. Uh, Mostert's gotten a billion touchdowns too. Yeah. But, yeah, no, yeah, White's in a good spot this week. It's just, again, like a price thing. I'll, I'll look on FanDuel. He, he, he's a better DraftKings play in general just because of the skill set. But he's he's a little better on FanDuel, I think, at least in, like, ordering of who he, who he's near. So, but, yeah, like I said, it's just uh, the, the the PPR is more beneficial on, on DraftKings. But anyone else <laughs> in this game that you're really, you're really feeling before you go on? Eh, not really. Gotcha. Um, And then... I think the weather in this game is fine. Next up, we have, I think, probably the worst weather game of the week with uh, Atlanta, Carolina. It's supposed to be rainy all game and windy. So, and it's Atlanta, Carolina. Um, <laughs> I'm a little the, nervous here for Atlanta. I'm still going to take them and Bijan uh, for that matter. But Atlanta's O-line is really hurt. Yeah. Um, if they're missing all these guys, I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah, like it's a, it is a good matchup for Bijan, but if the total's this low and the line is banged up, okay, yeah, they're missing they're missing uh, McGarry, we know, and then the rest, like the whole rest of the line, is questionable, basically. Yeah, everyone except Bergeron, who I think was their rookie pick. To, yes, from Syracuse. The young guy is not too banged up. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Lind- Lindstrom and uh, Matthews. Um, they got um, quite limiteds in on Friday. Okay. Um, but they did not. Pra- or wait, did they practice Thursday? They were limited Thursday. So the two limiteds makes me think they'll go. Yeah. So that's if good. it's just McGarry out, I'll feel I'll feel better. Yeah. If it's just McGarry, then I, that's I, I'm fine. Like, <laughs> yeah. but if if Matthews is also out or their center Dalman, like you start adding in some of these, then things get really gross. Um, I think some of the more important ones possibly could be on the defense, though. Um, Contavious Street, he's out. And then Anyamata, he didn't practice Thursday, but got a limited in. 
uh, Friday. So if he's out, like that, their interior is like a lot weaker. And then like Landman as well. He, um, he was limited Friday, and then um, I don't I think he got limited Thursday as well. So, but yeah, that's a linebacker and two interior D linemen that we're looking at. You know, questionable or out. So like if if Onyemata and Street are both out, that actually makes it not terrible for Chuba. Yeah, just because of like how like how gross this game's gonna be. It should be a slow, low, gross, close, all that stuff. And he's been getting the ball a shitload. Like twenty three attempts last week, twenty five the week before, fourteen prior to that, and you know five catches. But yeah, after that Tennessee game. Like they've just been riding in with his new coaching staff, so yeah, he's I think better than Miles Sanders. So currently, yeah, like I, I maybe Miles is just super banged up. I don't know, but I I didn't trust my Chuba thing with with uh, Tampa. So if if Atlanta's missing both these guys in the middle, I'm probably gonna fire up uh, some Chuba. Yeah, I mean they're they're bringing the C to the stands, and that's when you need Land Man, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the land oh man. I'm Aquaman's nemesis. <laughs> you know, I remember when we were, like we've t- we've talked about the origin of last names. Like, how does land man <laughs> come about? Right. <laughs> there must be like there's must be watermen somewhere. You know, wandering around. <laughs> it's one of the avatars. We need to find Earthman and uh, Fireman soon. <laughs> um, also, some up- update on this game. Uh, Demontic Z got ejected for his hit on Pittman. Rip. So I imagine I imagine Pittman's about to get you know checked for concussion because damn yeah. so we'll see he, he got up and walked off but tbd on him for the rest of the game but yeah this atlanta carolina game is pretty gross I'm, I'm i'll be fine with the running backs here but even then it's not amazing with how low the total is yeah this uh this so. is another horrible just gross game this this sunday slate is uh yeah, the early window is brutal. The late window has some good ones, but like right. even our next one, Houston, Tennessee. Houston is decimated. They're dead. So as far as as far as outs, Stroud, Will Anderson, Blake Cashman, and Tavier Thomas. Um, he's their backup slot corner, and then George Fan are all out, are all out. I imagine Nico's out too. He's still questionable, but I don't think he's gonna play. Yeah, um, I think I saw that he wasn't that like he's probably not going to go and he didn't practice today. Either. I'd be surprised. Yeah. And then, uh, Schultz is back and then they activated, uh, Kaimi Fairbairn. So got their kicker back. And then, uh, for Tennessee, um, Jeffrey Simmons is out. That's the biggest one. Um, Oh yeah. Tyre Tart as well. And then, um, yeah, he got cut. Tar- <laughs> oh, did he get cut? Yeah. Tyre Tart <laughs> he got out. cut for his attitude and work ethic today sheesh oh today so i put that i put that in he was out and then they cut him all right <laughs> brutal man brutal um oh yeah yesterday at 340 waved him damn i wonder if i get picked up by someone brutal yeah and kyle phillips is out as well he's kind of just been inactive some lately um and then Austria's questionable that's kind of one to watch but i don't know about you but i'm feeling too too <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think it's kind of nuts how Derrick Henry was kind of mad most of the year, and then now we're in like the playoffs of fantasy, and Henry is coming home to roost. It's another good matchup for him. No Stroud. No, I mean Houston's offense. Is it going to be Mills? Uh, Case Keenum. It will. Okay, so it is Case. I oh, mean, I mean, I so feel like, like 
Cardinals didn't do bad. Yeah. So, like, with Case, we've seen a lot of him. Do any of these Houston players, like, intrigue you then? Because, like, we're going to have some value. Like, we have Noah Brown. He's expected to go. Robert Woods. Uh, like, we'll have Mechie. We've got uh, Xavier Hutchinson. Um, I'm trying to think bounce. of, like, when he was with Minnesota, he did hyper-target digs, didn't he? Yeah, so looking through here, um, so Noah, so Xavier Hutchinson actually played a ton when Nico went down. I think he's sort of like direct backup. That's and then kind Ro- of who I would take. Yeah, then Ro- Robert Woods and Noah Brown kind of cycled outside in slot, and then John Mechie was pretty much mostly slot, I can, I'm pretty sure. Let me double check that. But I, I'd have kind of ignored this just because like, oh god, this is going to be a gross game. But I'm like, I feel like... Case Keenum's going to find one of these guys, and the answer might just be Dalton Schultz. And I think he's the safest. Yeah. We, we always talk about backup quarterback and the tight end. <laughs> and um, I'm, like, thinking of that Vikings team with Case Keenum, and I want to say that was with Rudolph. Was Rudolph oh gosh. still there? I think so. Um, while we look at that, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to amend what I mentioned. So, so Hutchinson was pretty much all outside. Mechie was uh, two-thirds outside a third slot. Robert Woods was, like, 60% slot, 40% out wide. Noah Brown was mostly out wide. They kind of mixed it around a bit. Um, and it was also mid-game. It might it might switch a bit going into this coming week. But it, lo- it looks like Hutchinson's kind of just the Nico replacement, which I think makes sense archetype-wise. So It's who I would go for. I don't want Brown. And the reason why is because all of his, like, amazing production basically came on uh, busted plays where Stroud found him, like, in between zones. I I think it's a Stroud-based thing. Yeah, exactly. So I kind of do like Hutchinson as the guy. Um, Yeah, Robert was just kind of an underwhelming this year. I think he's just kind of starting to hit that age cliff a bit. Yeah, he is. He might be okay, though. He might be a reliable source for Case. I do think Schultz is the most safe, though. The most... Real. Yeah, like, the, the, these are also guys, like, with Mechie and Hutchinson, who are value options as well, if you do want to go there. Because Mechie's 3-2, Hutchinson's min-price at 3K. It would be funny if, like, Mechie just needed Case Keenum in to, to get some production. <laughs> All right, let, let's kind of, let's 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 take some time to dig into Case Keenum a bit because like a lot of this, a lot of these games are gross. We've been going kind of quick. I, I think we can take a moment to pinpoint some some Case Keenum shit. Um, so so 2017 and 2018 were his most recent like lots of time years. So yeah, and 2019 was, was his uh, Minneapolis miracle, right? Uh, I think that's 2017. Oh, 2017. Yeah, because he, he played basically the full year that year. He played, uh, he had 14 starts of 16. So I'll pretty much count most of this as his his doing. So he really got onto digs. He targeted Thielen in a ton. Um, 142 targets for Thielen that year. Okay. Uh, Rudolph got 80 targets. Yep. McKinnon got 68. So he went to digs a fair amount, but he went to he went to uh, Thielen a ton. Um, and Roth and McKinnon a lot. And then in Denver. He started that whole year for them. He went to so he passed he passed a lot to the running backs, and he went to Sanders a ton, um, and Sutton some. But it's mostly 
Because I think Sanders was in the slot for them with Sutton and DT on the outside. Man, Demarius Thomas makes me sad. Rest in peace. Yeah. Man, huh. But, yeah, I believe Sanders was their slot guy that year. So, and the Thielen. So, he's kind of been pretty prone to go slot and running back. And they didn't really have a tight end there because they just lost uh, Julius Thomas. So, it was like a random shit show with, like, Jeff Hewerman and Matt Lacoste. And oh Jake God! Blatt. So, Ooh, so he's taken he's taken a lot of the easy stuff, pretty much. So I, I guess Woods. maybe yeah. Like I was thinking Woods or Mechie, like in that vein, maybe. But yeah, because I mean Woods is the main slot guy, I guess. So yeah, I mean Woods and I think are kind of similar. But the answer might just be Schultz. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the main answer. Probably, but yeah. Anyway, I wanted I wanted to go through that. I'm like, yeah, we could take take the time on this real quick. Um. Right, that's already the seventh game, so. <laughs> but, so I, I think you can kind of look around for value on these, um, just because of the prices. I mean, Woods himself is only four two, and then how cheap the other guys are. But Derrick Henry's the real one for me. He's he's six point nine on DK, um, on Fanduel is eight point three, so not not bad there either. Yeah. Yeah. Two two. I don't think that game's gonna be a blowout, but it probably will. Like, I don't think Tennessee's really in that much danger. Like, they won't, I don't know. They'll they'll be in control most of the game, but I don't think it's, like, a big spread. No, yeah, I mean, they're only favored by, well, I can check if it's changed, but it was three when I put this in initially. Yeah. Um. Yeah, favored by three, total's 37, so the game script will be nice for Henry, and then Texans are missing a linebacker, so it's always nice there. But uh, moving on to the 4 p.m. games, we got San Fran at Arizona. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so our total our total is 48 San Francisco favored by 12 um that is a big spread for a road divisional um, right. it was 13 and a half so it did get bet down some um, I think 12 is probably more accurate than the almost 14 I mean really anyone on San Francisco I think is fine like Ayuk should obliterate Debo should smash like CMC's in a great spot they're all in amazing spots because yeah Arizona's issue has been like open field guys yeah <laughs> <laughs> like Oh God! Like that is San that Fran. Is the entirety of San Fran's offensive playmakers. Yeah, like they have the second best line matchup this week after Detroit, um, and they've also got probably the best pass matchup. So, <laughs> like they should just smash. So, like I'm fine with pretty much anyone from San Fran here. They are out a lot of people on defense, which is kind yeah. of what's interesting about the spread of. If I mean, if Arizona's wide receivers were healthy, I would take them to cover the spread, but they're not. So yeah, there, there's there's some questionables there. I think Hollywood's going to play. Um, they they more or less said he will. Uh, Michael Wilson's questionable. He's had a neck thing that he's been out with for a while. Um, I mean, if they have him and Hollywood and Rondale, it's not bad because no, there's no there's no one there's no other new injuries like they're they're banged up out on the year, but there's nothing like new. To mention, and then like San Fran's missing some guys up front um, with uh, I mean, they're Armstead. Missing both, yeah, Armstead and Hargrave. Yeah, I mean that makes the middle a lot weaker. And then uh, Oren Burks at linebacker. So and Elijah Mitchell still yeah. out too. They've uh, they've got a lot of they've got a lot of other questionables too that didn't type all out. Um, a lot of Friday limiteds with Aaron Banks and uh, Spencer Burford, Dre Greenlaw, Travis Ward. Um, as far as Thursdays, uh, none of them practice Thursday except for except for Burford. 
Um, so I, th- I think these are like some some legitimate questionables on these guys. Um, we won't know these right away at lock. So, you know, there's a chance they're missing even more guys than we've listed. Yeah. And so, like, I I think this is kind of an interesting game stack, actually. Yeah, I kind of do, too. Just because, like, we've got Sanfran who should smash, but, I mean, whether it's Rondale or Hollywood or or Wilson, but I, the main, I mean, maybe Dancer's just McBride again because he's getting the ball a shitload. I do like McBride. I think I mean, Kyler is good, too. Like McBride's five two on DK. That's not that bad for as much as he's getting the ball. I mean, he gets like twelve targets a game. Yeah, like since he's <laughs> come back, I think he's been like the tight end one basically, or close to it. And like looking through San Fran, like Debo's gotten super expensive, but like Ayuk's cheaper now, so I'll probably just play Ayuk. Right. It seems he's expensive, but like yeesh, man. Like <laughs> it's a nut spot. So I don't actually hate James Conner either. <sighs> I'm torn I- with him. The only problem is just if they use other guys to get receptions. Um, like yeah, he had a great week last week. Right. I, I think between yeah, game script, they like they haven't wanted to throw to him much, and he's sandwiched between so Zeke's just above him, um, which we didn't mention him, but I mean he's still the starter who's getting a lot of catches. Um, and on DK that's important. He's and then right below him are are Chuba and, and Ford, so and Gibson a bit lower too. So like. It's more, for me, it's like, it's not necessarily a him thing. It's the guys around him in a game script thing. Right. Yeah, I mean, with, it's just like with Armstead and Hargrave out. Yeah, no, like, that is true. Just... Like, if that middle is a lot weaker. I mean, okay, I mean, let me look at Arizona's line. So they, their interior, that's the problem. Like, I don't feel good about their interior, though, because it's Tristan Colon, Hijalte, Froholt, whatever, and Will Hernandez on the interior. Yeah. Like they've got tackles with DJ Humphreys and Paris Johnson. Like that's that's the, at least the, the stronger part of their line. But which is what's funny because that's all of San Fran's strength is going to be with Chase Young and Bosa. True, and like I guess one part of it is like if their interior like D line is out, they can kind of like make it easier for Arizona. So I mean, I, I mean, I I could see Connor working out. Like well, that was we're talking through it. It could also be Murray scurries because if the pocket collapses around the sides. Then he just runs up the middle. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I guess it does. If the game can stay close, I, James Conner would be great, but I kind of worry about that. If the game gets yeah. tougher and they have to pass more, like we're talking about him having good tackles and then the interior D line for Sanford being hurt, like he might just have more time in the pocket to throw. Yeah. And we've talked about a lot, like that's how you beat, that's how you beat Sanford. Yeah. Um, Hollywood's 5 1. Um, Dorch is 4-1, Rondale's 3-4, Wilson's 3-3. I'm not sure what they're going to do when Wilson comes back on snaps, everybody. That's where I'm really, like, unsure of. Because, like, I imagine when Wilson comes back, he'll slot right back in over Dorch. That's my guess. Yeah. But, so, I mean, if he's back, I'm okay with him. Yeah, this is going to be an interesting one. I think this is a stackable game, as well as the next one. Yeah, honestly, (laughs) like, I'm stacking a light window game. Like, (laughs) the only other one might be... Tampa Green Bay that I was stacking the early window, but for the most part, this late window is where my stacks are. Um, yeah. And getting to the next one, we've got Washington at the Rams. We're both taking the Rams here. Um, this total is fifty and a half now. Rams favored by six and a half. That's awesome. So the I mean, total's this should juicy. Be, this should be kind of a shootout. Yeah, like so injury wise, B Rob's out, and then Washington is missing uh, James Smith Williams. Um, 
So he, he's one of their DNs. And Larson's questionable, but it looks like they should have Sadiq Charles, their, their main left guard back. Mm. And for the Rams, um, Havenstein, I think he's going to sit. He hasn't practiced all week, but he's questionable. Uh, Tutu is questionable. He's got a clear concussion protocol. Um, and then Aaron Donald got downgraded to questionable some groin tightness. That's probably the most important thing to yeah. watch in this game. That's so, actually huge. Yeah, because with Brian Robinson out, we got Antonio Gibson here. We got Antonio Gibson. Yeah. Um, I've, I've heard mention on Chris Rodriguez, but I'm I'm not really super on board. A lot of his work last week after B drop got hurt just came in blowout time. So I'm 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 pretty into Antonio Gibson here as as the Rams like the run back from a Ram stack. Absolutely. He's kind of a and he's pretty cheap. <laughs> yeah. Like five two for a pass catching running back in a big role in a high scoring game. Like yeah. <laughs> he's he's slot he's slotting in quickly for me. Hell and yeah. It's, it's a good run matchup too for them actually, like on my sheet. Um and this this is all this is an on the year thing. So like they've got the lowest well they're they're point one behind San Fran in for best stuff rate. Um, adjusted line yards are six best. Like they've got solid stuff across the board in the run matchup. And if Aaron Donald's out, like it's actually decent. So yeah, and I'm really curious to see what Beanie is gonna do with like a full, a like a, like they had the bye didn't they have the bye week? So these had yeah. a lot of time to plan with gibson as the main guy that's what's so, got me excited is they're just yeah. <laughs> off the bye week i think the rams defense is pretty we'll just say young <laughs> yeah it's there's not like anything that sticks out at any point and yeah they're young so like this is to me one of my favorite games for dfs because i like kyron williams i like antonio gibson i think you could take any of the washington receivers though I would say Howell has had a penchant for Curtis Samuel. Um, yeah, I don't have a favorite here. Um, the Rams do have Quentin Lake back. He's been their slot corner. Right. I was I was attacking their slot while he was out, but he's he's been pretty solid there. Um, so like because outside, uh, Darion Kendrick's been their weak point. They've they've got Witherspoon on the other side. So which, I mean, if anything, then you get Terry, which is also. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much like if I'm stacking this game, Gibson's probably my first choice, but if one of the receivers fit, I'm I'm fine with with them. And then you've got both the quarterbacks in nice matchups cuz both so Washington's pass defense. Dude. <laughs> Man, it's bad. It's so bad. It is one of the worst. Uh you get Stafford, Cup, and Puka. Is this a rare you get to play off all of them? So, okay. Every, like, all of these main Rams. So, the Rams are, like, super concentrated. They're, it's Sometimes the tight ends will get involved, but it's mostly, like, yeah, the, the main three of Cup, Cooper, and that was, like, Cup, Puka, and uh, that, that was last year. Last year it was Cup, Cooper, and that was it. Um, <laughs> now, now we've got Puka and Kyron, and... <laughs> Like Washington, with all their their, their tradeaways, like have been really bad at against running backs in the open field, and that's kind of been where Kyron's been making a lot of his money. Is he gets these light boxes and just like gets big chunk gains. So I mean, I don't know. Like okay, I don't know if I'd play all three of them just because that's a lot of salary and a lot to happen. But like any two of the three, I'm cool with, and I think like you just pop Stafford into. 
Yeah, and between the two, you've got that quarter-style defense. To me, that is a little bit more Puka, but... Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's also, you know, price-wise, Cup will be a little more expensive. Yeah, I mean, 7-8 for Cup on DK is a pretty low price. It's pretty cheap. (laughs) That's why I'm like, dude, do all... Yeah, because like I was looking at Stafford Cup Puga, then I'm like, well, fuck. What if Kyron gets everything? <laughs> I'm like, how many points do the Rams need to score like, for everyone to work? The, this is right now implying that they score 30 points. That yeah. is four touchdowns. <laughs> I don't. I'm not. I'm not gonna say don't do all three. I'm just saying it's it's probably better to pick two and hope you get them right. But I mean, I know. <laughs> um, I do also want to ask about Logan Thomas here because he's kind of been struggling, but this is a really good tight end matchup. It's a really nice matchup for him. I'm I'm on board with Thomas in this game. I mean, that, that could be an option too. Like you could save a lot of money because like if you play a lot of these guys, Gibson and Thomas will give you some salary relief. So that could be an option. Yeah. I mean, you could do, <laughs> do like Howell and Gibson, but then you get Kyron, Cup, and Puka. Yeah. <laughs> throwing yeah. Thomas. So, so how is actually 300 a... more than Stafford on DK? What? Yes, like, I'm, I'm just going to go, I would just go Stafford at that yeah, point. Just He's kind of cheap. I assumed he was more, yeah, go with go with Stafford then. Yeah, surprise, surprisingly uh, cheaper there. Um, So. I mean, Washington yeah. won't get a sack on it. Oh, gosh. <laughs> they, like, that's. Maybe, the... maybe if Havenstein's out, but, I mean, yeah, it's, it's going to be a tough time for Washington secondary here. So, fire up some Rams, like, I want I want at least one in a lineup, and I'm cool with a stack. Yeah. Oof. Let me look at how popular they're, they're looking. I haven't checked them yet. Um, but anyway, anything else with this game? Or are we kind of pretty much all aboard? Yeah, all all aboard. <laughs> um, and then lastly, you've got Dallas and Buffalo. Um, actually, so the the Rams game is now the highest total. This game has dropped a little bit. Um, <laughs> the total is 49 and a half. Bills favored by two. So that that's a big drop. That's a two and a half point drop. Yeah, and I is think this, it makes uh, sense. I do think Washington and the Rams will be the highest scoring game. Um, with, and then I think San Fran Arizona might be sneaky, but I still think I'm taking Washington and the Rams to be the highest score. Mm-hmm. Also, um, Pittman this game, is out. Yeah, concussed. Classic Steelers. Um, yeah. <laughs> at least at least there's an ejection for it. Um, be it Dallas and Buffalo. This is a possible weather watch. Um, it's probably going to be rainy throughout the game, um, but not too windy. So it's going to be like a little gross, but not bad. I'm not really worrying about it. Um, I mean, I guess mostly just keep an eye in case it changes a lot pregame on the radar. But I mean, we saw Buffalo go ham and way worse rain against Philly. So I'm not terribly concerned about it. Um, and I think the players we like, it doesn't affect. Like if I liked Gabe Davis and it was real rainy, I'd get a little concerned. Right. Because... Uh, he still had that good game against Philly, but it could have been better <laughs> without drops. Um, I think we both love Diggs here. It, it's Diggs time. Yeah, he should smash. Dallas does a lot of man coverage. They kind of fixed what they did against the Eagles. They put Stephon Gilmore on A.J. Brown, um, which is a lot smarter than Deron Bland. I actually think mm-hmm. they might switch back. They might put Bland on Diggs. Either way, I doesn't, like... <laughs> I think Kilmore is worse for Diggs than Bland because at least Bland might jump some of Jalen's throws. But uh, all in all, like this should be a Diggs smash. 
Yeah, I, I'm with you. Like we came to pretty much the same exact conclusion of like <laughs> if they try the Gilmore thing, is not gonna work. That is a terrible idea for Stefan. <laughs> yeah. So he, he he's got he's he can beat both of them is the thing. So um, yeah, he like can beat Lop- both of them, but Bland could beat Jalen a few times. I think is the yeah. difference. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that, that's a good way to put it. I'd say. <laughs> um, and then I also like Kincaid here. Um. I don't, I'm trying to remember why I wrote him. I believe it was because he's getting a lot of slot time. When So with, with um, Dawson knocks back, they're going to his tight end a lot. And then nice. Kincaid's getting a lot of slot work. And so I like him against Jordan Lewis here as well, just because it's a major just mismatch there. Yeah. If he's getting a slot corner, I'll check the size mismatch, but it's a lot. And he's definitely the weaker corner of the group. So, and um believe the Cowboys have been sort of stopping against tight end, but I'll double-check that. Um, they've not really played any. <laughs> yeah. George Kittle destroyed them, but they've had a very soft tight end year. Because I think last week was Goddard's first game back. Yeah, Goddard's first game. still okay. Yeah, and then, you know, Seattle, Washington, like, they haven't really been throwing tight end much. Uh, like, Carolina, the Giants without Waller. Goddard's had two just all right games. That may be your best bet, but like Kittle crushed them. So, right. like, there's not much to go off of for them on the tight end front. Um, but yeah, so Jordan Lewis is uh, 5'10, 195. So Kincaid's way bigger. Way um, bigger. And then injury wise, uh, one other thing worth noting for them was uh, Malik Hooker's questionable. So if he's out, that would help him even more. And then um, Gilmore and Cooks are questionable they missed in practice being sick but i think they'll both play and then uh jonathan hankins is out in the middle there so we'll get more mozzie mozzie smith yeah more mozzie and then uh for buffalo hyde and epinesa are out so actually some big injuries there for buffalo oh wow i didn't see epinesa was yeah so um i'm gonna be real i like i like pollard a lot here i kind of like both pollard and cooks believe it or not james yeah i was having yeah i was having (laughs) trouble Oh, oh james cook yeah um, he's been, he's been getting the ball thrown to him a lot more with, yeah. with the new OC, which thank God, like <laughs> he's really good. Just get him the ball more. I swear it'll work well. Um, yeah. Indy's driving. Um, wait, who's there? Who's D Montgomery for the Colts? What the heck? DJ Montgomery. I have no idea. I guess he's Pittman's backup. <laughs> I don't know. Jeez. <laughs> oh man. Today's getting weird. Um, <laughs> so it's a decent matchup for Buffalo run-wise. It's not great, but um, it's 11th best, so it's about average a bit. Um, it's like this is a lot like line-based stuff. And then um, for Dallas, it is a little below, but Buffalo's defense has kind of changed up a bit. Um, they're a lot weaker in the middle now with the injuries they've sustained throughout the year. And then no, Ep- no Epinesa or Hyde makes it even easier. So Yeah. I, I was trying to figure out if it's raining, do I... I think that helps Dallas more. Um, um, originally, I, I, I thought it helped Buffalo more, but now I'm not so sure just because of all the injuries. Yeah, I don't, I'm not really factoring it in yet just because like at the moment, it's not looking bad enough to really matter much. So I'm kind of just being like, it's going to be a little gross. Make sure it's not terrible. But I mean, if it does get gross, um, I don't know. I think it's pretty even. I would maybe say it favors Dallas a bit more, but I think it's close. Yeah, it's it's tough because without Epinesa, um, it's a little bit easier to run, and I just don't have faith in 
like the Bills just ground game. Yeah, it'll just be Jalen. Yeah, which is also (laughs) fine. And there will be dump-offs to Cook. Yeah. I don't think it's too favorable for either team. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think I think that's a good James Cook mention because he's been getting the ball in a lot of ways lately. Um, against Philly, 16 runs, 6 receptions. Against Kansas City, 10 runs, 5 receptions. Yeah. And, like, the receiving yards last two weeks, 83 and 57. Yeah. Like, really cooking he has and, been uh, in the receiving game. He has of receptions. Yeah, so I mean, I'll double check his DK price. Um, I think it's pretty reasonable. That was like six three or something. So, I mean, yeah, when, if if he's getting six catches a game, yeah, six three. I mean, and like per what I said earlier, I think I'd rather have Cook than Rashad White because I think like Dallas Buffalo is going to be a good game, and they need their players to play well. Whereas yeah. Tampa Bay Green Bay might just suck. <laughs> yeah, this is this is a better game environment, and um, like as we're getting close to the end on this, I'll pull up some like pace stuff too, um, just to kind of go overall. But is there anyone in this game in particular you like aside from who we've mentioned? Like, did do you have a lean on the Dallas receivers? Because I didn't really find anything specific on like any like I couldn't say like oh anyone's going to be above or below their usual here. Um, I would still probably. I mean, it's obvious, but Lamb and Ferguson, I think are probably... I mean, yeah, they've just been super consistently pretty dang good this year. Yeah. Lamb is great over the middle. That's a real weak spot for Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Especially missing safeties. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, so as we're looking at the, the pace and stuff, so the best pace game is Giants and Saints, hilariously. So that's one where you, you know, that might be a little more boost to Wandale and then possibly the defenses. Um, New England and Kansas City are a high-paced game, so Ugh. that might that might be a, a defense thing. I don't know. <laughs> That's why I'm kind of liking that the Dallas Buffalo uh, total has gone down because I, as I've started to think about the game more, I do think it's going to trend downward in points. There will be a little bit more defense. So I mean, this general. is yeah, this is a good game environment. Um, there, like, there's a jumble of like so Cincinnati, Minnesota. Washington, LA, and then Buffalo, Dallas are the three like past heaviest games, um, neutral script wise. And then Buffalo, Dallas is like is the uh, fifth best pace game this week. It's one of the like jumbles of faster games. Uh, nice. Washington, LA is slower pace overall, but that that's neutral though. So like when we're looking at overall pace, it's looking faster, and I think that might be more applicable for Washington here. It's gonna um, be so efficient. <laughs> Yeah, it's <laughs> like slower pace, but every play is 20 yards. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the Rams are just going to put on a master class, I feel like. <laughs> but yeah, this Buffalo Dallas game's got a pretty solid environment between the pace and pass rate. So, and like that tracks, like Buffalo forgets to run a lot. Dallas has been just pass heavy this year with their personnel. It makes sense. So, yeah, the, the, these are definitely the stat games. I, I will say the, the one deterrence from a stack of San Fran, Arizona. Is this is the worst environment by a large margin? Yeah, it's the worst pace, neutral overall, the worst neutral pass rate. So that's kind of the the edge on that is maybe you just pick a San Fran to smash. Right. Like I don't mind stacking it just because of how cheap Arizona is, but that that's the downside of it is Arizona's got to keep up, and then the environment's kind of meh. Yeah, I could see that being a fourth quarter garbage time 
Kyler. Yeah, which in fantasy, hey, that's <laughs> hey, we <laughs> take gar- those garbage time, still time. So just ask ask our guy Bortles. Um, that's right, Allen Robinson, man. Uh, <laughs> Oh, man. But speaking of the Jaguars, uh, they're hosting Baltimore on Sunday night. Uh, we're taking Baltimore here. Uh, 42 point total. Baltimore favored by three and a half. Um, I'm still taking them to cover. Yep. I think they're going to smash. Uh, I hope they do. Also, so um, Campbell uh, and Cisco are both out for the Jags, too. So the secondary is beat up. Um, their long snapper is questionable, for what it's worth. Um, That's actually kind of huge. Which you don't want that against Baltimore. And then they've got a lot of other questionables I didn't write in. Um, just because there were a lot. And I'm like, this is a good amount of time to take. So, um, yeah, Tyson Campbell's out. Cisco's out. Um, their long sniper didn't practice all week. And he's questionable. Um, they've got Agnew, Azure Cleveland, Trey Herndon, Walker Little, Brent Strange, all questionable with Friday Limiteds. Um, as far as their Thursdays, I think um, they all got Thursday Limiteds. Um, so keep an eye on that. Trey Herndon's the one I think is most in danger to miss because his is a concussion, so he's still got to clear the protocol. So if he's out, then they're missing their slot corner, one of their corners, and a safety. Oof. And then for Baltimore, uh, Kyle Hamilton's questionable. That's the only thing uh, for them to keep an eye on that's new. Damn. I want to just check and see the weather. Um, but that one looks like it's going to be fine. Yeah, so... Uh, so th- to me, this is Zay, and honestly, a little likely as well. Yeah, Zay, Zay and Odell have been crushing lately. Yeah. And Zay's been getting stuff downfield more, too, now. So, like, I, I, I think they should crush. So, I, like, really want Baltimore to decimate. Yeah, I, I feel like the spread is insane. Or maybe I'm insane. One of the two. But it is it feels in so Jacksonville, off. which is where fucky shit happens. So, like, I get it. Um, but I have been on this train that the Jags are not very good and have had a really soft schedule. And I think Baltimore is just significantly better. Yeah, Baltimore is, like, one of the best teams <laughs> in the league. So Yeah. And the fact that there's long snapper is questionable. This is not a special teams unit you want to be like disadvantaged (laughs) with Baltimore. So like, I kind of am hoping this is a, like I might do an alternate spread bet on this for Baltimore to win by like 15 to 20. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm, I'm with you. I feel like Baltimore should just roll here. I I love Zay here. He should crush. Like, I mean, we saw just the secondary get obliterated against multiple teams. (laughs) I guess the Bengals too. Like, yeah. and now they're hurt. So, yeah, like I'm, this is, I'm doing Ravens onslaught in the showdown. Yep. If you, um, if you have to take one jag, yeah, you do. So, right. That that's that's kind of the the trick here is do you go? So I'll, I'll pull it up. Do we have this showdown up yet? Yes, we do. Okay, so the showdown's available on DK at least. So I'm looking through some prices here on on guys. Um, I'll. Find some cheapos. So Jamal Agnew is back, and he's 200, so that's an option. Okay. Um, I wonder, like, how he'll slot in with Kirk out, like, how much he'll play. Because um, Parker Washington's been playing. He's been doing well, too. He's 4K in the showdown. Um, Interesting. 
Zay Jones is 5'6". That might be where I go price-wise. Evan Ingram 7'6". Ridley's 8'6". ETN's 10'2". Lawrence is 10'4". So maybe maybe Zay's where I go. Either him or Ingram, I guess. That's probably where I'm leaning. Either him or Ingram. Yeah. I don't really want the kicker because if the game gets out of hand, then you don't. not only are you not going for field goals, you're not even going for extra points. Yeah, I, I think one one note on this is so there's been some decent tight end games against Baltimore, and a lot of it's been yak based, and a lot of English production's been yak based. Yeah, so that might just kind of be the the lineup of it. Um, we did see so like okay last week I think the Rams are kind of an interesting one to like look at because they just they started wrecking, uh, Baltimore. Like I know Kyle Hamilton went out. Did they lose someone else that game that I'm forgetting about? They did lose Kyle Hamilton. Um. I thought they lost a corner for some of the game, too. I'm trying to see. Did yeah, they lose I'll, I'll Mowlett check. for a few plays? I'm not sure. That's all I'm trying to find. Um, I don't see anyone else that they lost for a bit. I think it was just Hamilton, and they fell apart with him out. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Daryl Worley was just not... Just not, not cutting it. Same, yeah, not in the same... Uh... <laughs> Stratosphere, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I guess the main... a fucking freak, man. Like, and I mean yeah. that in the nicest way. He is enormous. Yeah, so I guess that's kind of one of the things to watch is if he's playing, then I think it's kind of just Tate Ingram or a, a cheapo. If he's out, then like we'll get that Parker Washington slot time right. with a backup there, and then the whole defense gets weaker too. Um, but if he's going, I'm, I'm rolling with the, the onslaught for, for the Ravens. It would be amazing if he played. I thought he was going to be out for... Yeah, it looks pretty rough. So I, I, I'm not sure. He got a full practice in Friday. Yeah. So it's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and, like, one thing with Jacksonville, too, is they've had a lot of, like, busted coverages and, like, blitzes where they just, like, leave huge holes. And, yeah. I mean, Zay and Odell are, like, <laughs> the, <laughs> pin, like the poster poster guys of that, so, yeah. Which I think also means it's implied, but we also do like Lamar this week. Yeah, I mean, like, like likely could do well, too, in that. He's a little expensive at 6'8 in the, in the showdown, but not too bad. Yeah, he's a little expensive. I think he's good for your lineups. Yeah, for your leagues, yeah. Yeah. Because Od- Odell's 7-2. I'd rather just pay 400 for him. Right. So. <laughs> the Rams yeah. just kind of forgot to cover likely a few times, so. Yeah, like his touchdown right was just, he was wide open. <laughs> that was so funny. They're just like, who's that? Oh, no, we forgot. <laughs> ah, shit. Um, I will say the Ravens' backfield's been really annoying. Um, because they've been getting Justice Hill involved in the, the pass game and goal line some lately, and it's, they, it's been a three-headed shit show. I know. So, I have to say I tough. like Keaton Mitchell's abilities in this game, but I'm just – i he's not going to get the goal line work, I don't think. So he, he's my favorite here for, for two reasons, I think. One – like his ability, you mentioned. Like, if it's a split, I want the guy who can do the most of the least. Right. And that's Mitchell. But second is if you and I are both thinking this blows out, he's probably getting blowout run. Yeah. So that's my lean there. I mean, I'm starting him in my stuff because I do think he houses this week. He's I'm, so fun to watch. He is. He's very electric. <laughs> it's electric. <laughs> so. So you can do Zay, Odell, so Zay Captain, then Odell, Lamar, Keaton, Tucker, and then the other Zay, uh, Zay Jones in your lineup if you want. Okay. 
that's what I'm going to start with for now. Yeah. And we'll see how it goes in there. Uh, <laughs> and then um, anything else here before we go to Monday? No. Yeah. Um, yeah. Monday game. We have uh, Philly at Seattle here. Uh, 48 total. Philly favored by only three now. This is tougher than I thought it was going to be when I was doing like picks earlier in the year. It's easier if it's Drew Locke, I will say. <laughs> but I am leaning Philly. I think it's I think they've got this pretty much on the head. I think this is about a field goal or so victory. Yeah, this this is a pretty interesting game because Seattle's O line, now that they've been healthy, they've been a lot more competitive the last two weeks, I think. Shock. Um Yeah. <laughs> uh so I think that's been their their issue. Um, and, and now the main thing we're watching is Gino. Um, he gotten some limited on so today, um, which is technically I guess their Friday, um, and then yesterday, which would have been their their, their Thursday in a sense. So he's gotten limited in the last two days leading up um, to their to the to their you know game planning day. So th- that's good to know he's gotten some limiteds in. Um, and then other injuries, um, Jamal Adams. Devon Witherspoon uh, did not practice today. They're questionable. So those are the kind of main guys to watch, I think. And then um, for Philly, um, Cunningham and Jurgens and Slay are all out. Yeah, Slay had like a knee arthroscopy, just I think a little cleanup, but he's going to oh, be weird. out for a little bit. Gotcha. Which is kind of so, wild. Yeah, so like <laughs> that makes things really interesting for our guy Gino here. And DK. <sighs> yeah. I I think I can say I like DK regardless of if it's Locke or Gino. Yeah, I mean Locke was still getting it to him. He just yeah. got ejected. <laughs> <laughs> <I know. laughs> uh, oh man, it was funny. Like hearing afterwards that Shanahan was like, "Yeah, we just want someone to get DK ejected," and they did. They did. <laughs> he's a hothead, but he's really good, and I like that he's fiery. That's, that's a necessary part of his game. I think he was uh, he was signing too hard apparently <laughs> i love that he learned sign language to talk shit that's so great right. oh man um so yeah this this is a fun one i like dk a lot here um on the other side deandre swift should be a banger he should but the eagles have just forgotten that they can use running backs in the run game the last and that's couple weeks kind of what i'm counting on and why i do like swift as well is sort of when you get blown out like that you just sort of have some down weeks you got to go back to fundamentals go back to just your basic shit and then work your way back up again and that means running the football like a normal team yeah like i don't know why they haven't been like against like they somehow won against the bills and like i don't know why they didn't just run more that game it was crushing and like i guess the cowboys you gotta like run that option make micah parsons decide no we won't like so <laughs> hopefully they remember to do that against Seattle here. Um, but like with, uh, with, with some of the injuries, like uh, if, if Witherspoon is not able to go, that's huge. Did he play last week? Um, I'm not sure. I'll check that. I can't remember if he came back last week and they're just sort of. Yeah, Seattle, Seattle is really weird on their, on their practice reports. They're kind of hard to get gauges on. Yeah. So he played, he barely played last week got seven snaps okay so yeah we'll see that's a that's a tbd on him mm-hmm. like if he's out that makes things a lot easier for aj and Devonte. yeah because then you're pretty much just looking at wall on the outside 
Because it's like I, to, yeah, I'm like, who's the underneath receiver for Eagles? Is it gonna I'm, be? I, I, it's mostly AJ Brown because I feel like AJ Brown gets more of that like underneath middle, and then they get Devonte outside the numbers more. Right. So that that would be him on that front. That's so tough. I guess yeah. He, I mean, he's usually the lean, but obviously he's more expensive, so that's kind of uh, a tough call there. Um, did I just get an Eagles news blurb? Um, no. Oh, is that Mika Fitzpatrick's after the game? Um, Ooh. Oh, so 13 minutes um, from Carroll on Gino. Uh, he made it through the week. He made it through with the work he's done and still questionable. Wait and see what happens on game day. Um, and they asked him, how is he moving around compared to pregame Sunday? He was able to do stuff. Yeah, he threw the ball all week. So oh, great. Thanks. Pete Carroll doing nothing for us as always. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking A. But um, I yeah, I like, again, I, like, I like DK regardless of quarterback. I'm with you there. Um, he should crush. <laughs> yeah, I think he's my favorite player in this. Um, I'm cool with JSN too. Um, and like we saw Locke go to him a lot still, but he like he's been getting a better route tree lately. Like regardless of who the quarterback is, they've been getting him downfield more. So like he's getting more yeah. valuable looks than just dumps, which is good. He's good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, look at, looking at the secondary though, I will say Bradley Roby in the slots probably their best corner left because it's now going to be Josh Joby and James Bradbury on the outside. E. So and Kaylee Ringo stinks. <laughs> yeah, like even if he slots in like. So Bradley Roby in the middle is actually probably their best. So I mean, I might walk back to JSN thing a bit. Like they, they move him outside some, but the matchup outside for DK is just going to be so wonderful. Yeah. So <laughs> he might be my captain. Captain. Yeah, he, he's it's fun to root for that too. But <laughs> this, this should be a good game. I'm actually excited for this one. I was I was a little worried like two weeks ago when I saw this on the schedule. I'm like, uh. But now that their lines healthy, they've been playing stronger. I'll be happy if if Gino's back and we get a good game here. Yeah, Abraham Lucas was such a huge... Oh, gosh, dude. God. Yeah, they needed him so badly. Like, <laughs> yeah, now that they've got some good, healthy tackles, that's a big boost for them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, a, lot, a lot of rough games, a lot of injuries, uh, but some some good ones to look at here that we can we can stack, and then that, that the banger of Dallas and Buffalo. But... Um, I will be uh, I'll be I'll be traveling this coming week, but I'll, I'll be back I'll be back Thursday. So I don't know if we'll have a Thursday episode up. Probably not. Um, if anything, we can get an article for that. But we'll we'll be sure to get um, some stuff up for that for the weekend. We have uh, Christmas games coming up. Yeah. Um. So it'll be we got those two on Saturday, and then our, our Sunday slate, and then three on Monday on Christmas. So. Hey. Uh, oh, we get we get two shorts like this week. We got a two gamer and a three gamer uh, in week sixteen. Oh hell yeah! And then um, the best. Yeah, week week seventeen. We'll see. Um, we're, we're we're traveling that week, so TBD. We're gonna be out. We're gonna be out in Arrowhead. That's right. But we will be back for week eighteen, which is the money week. Yeah, that's the money week, especially like with the betting last year. We'll have it again this year. The incentives, the rests. There's a lot to keep track of. That's 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 our our favorite. I think one of the best. Yeah, that's uh, a fun one wise. because we like to track. All right, who's close to getting an incentive? Yeah, that's one where like if you just stay on top of your shit that week, you're gonna make money. Yep. <laughs> so, but um, in the meantime, uh, we got we got a few weeks till then. But in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter at Mozzie and Muscle. You can see us online at MozzieandTheMuscle.com. And on Instagram at Mozzie and the Muscle, um, and you know, share this with a friend if you like our uh, our O line breakdowns, all the stuff we get into with DFS now. Um, share it with a friend, 
and uh, help help us help us grow the show, and that way we can we can reach more. You know, and if 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 we get like if we get a paid ad or something, oh, that'd be juicy. Well, oh, we yeah. we would do some great ad reads. Oh, like, that'd be so fun. I, I I that's what I want. Not like not even as much for like the like getting paid for it. I just want to do some busted ad reads. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. But um, thank you all for tuning in, and we will be back soon.